0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Hey, hey,
1: welcome. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. I can't wait to share this one with you today. I'm so very excited. All you people who listen to this regularly do me a favor Make sure you tell your friends about it. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Make sure you rate, review, leave a comment. All that stuff actually matters uh, and only makes uh, the wrestling podcast uh, bigger. And then the bigger it is, here's the thing. I can get great guests the bigger the podcast becomes. So you leave reviews. You tell your friends about it. You get those numbers up, and you send it up the charts on iTunes, and I will in turn— uh, deliver amazing quality guests, which is what I'm doing today. The state of wrestling is going to be fun, as always. we got to look towards extreme rules. we got to talk about what happened on Raw. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Ring of Honor house show here in New York that I went to uh, over the weekend. But at that Ring of Honor house show, I did not just go for pleasure. I went for work. And by the way, the fact that this is work is, like, mind-boggling. I sat down with the Bullet Club. The B.C., The Good Brothers, The Bullet Club, The Young Bucks, and Adam Cole sat down with me at Terminal 5, and we kind of got into everything. I was happy, you know, originally I was just going to talk to The Bucks, but, uh, you know, Adam Cole is a friend, and he's always good on this show, Um, and and I felt like if I was going to talk to The Bullet Club, let's talk to The New Bullet Club. This is making a lot of waves in pro wrestling, and I think it's uh, a freshening up that Adam Cole is going to do Adam Cole a world of good. I think Adam Cole is the perfect guy for this spot, and I'm surprised that it didn't happen sooner. We'll talk about everything. We'll talk about the similarities to Rushmore in PWG. We'll talk about how long Adam Cole knew for. We'll talk about when Adam Cole is going to Japan. I'll get into the Young Bucks about their injuries that they're both suffering and why they're not in WWE. So, you know, I'm sitting here previewing this interview. As if I have to sell it. I don't have to sell it. You already downloaded the podcast, so let's get into it.
0: And now the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview.
1: We're here at Terminal Five,
2: and I've I found the Bullet Club. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah, Yeah, look at you. This is great. This is amazing. (laughs) That was a
1: good broken hand, too sweet, man. The young bucks and Adam Kohler here. Adam Cole, you snuck your way into like a second podcast appearance within
3: six months. I did, and I also snuck myself into the Bullet Club. So yeah, <laughs> real sneaky. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't say he snuck, and uh, he was hand chosen for Matt and I. So and that's a shoot, brother. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So who Andrew, makes you're going it? from the hips? So. <laughs> <laughs> who makes the choice? Uh, obviously, like the Bullet Club is one of the few brands, mm-hmm. right? That's extended internationally without. Uh, a giant, like, with WWE behind it. So who's the one that's making the final choices of
0: who's going to yeah. be the guy? It's sort of a collaboration, I would think. Like, I think all of the members kind of have a choice in it. They have a hand in it. And then, of course, Gato has yeah. probably, you know, the number one. like He's probably the number one guy. Yeah. And then Hunter Johnson Johnson also is another guy. that I think we all come together and we decide, you know, who would fit the best. And, of course, whenever you hear from guys like us, like the boys, like, we we choose what we want, like
4: <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, yeah.
2: Cole, Cole should have been in Bullet Club from day one, to be honest with you. Right. We, we worked on Adam for about what five months, it's been in yeah, the work, it's yeah. been in the works for about five to six months, right. and uh, it came to f- fruition uh, at the pay per view. So,
1: yeah, and it's it because it seems like such a natural fit. I mean, it's kind of an extension of what yeah. Rushmore was in PWG, exactly. Yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. I think it, and you know, kind of like they had said for like the five month period, it was it's amazing because. I mean, I, even after talking to you and talking to these guys, I've always wanted to go to New Japan. And I was thinking, oh, when would be the right time? What would be the right moment? So now I get to join the hottest faction in pro wrestling. I'm with my friends, and I'm getting, like, a great role in New Japan as well as Ring of Honor. So the timing for this, even though it took a little bit, uh, I think worked out perfect.
0: Do you so, work? Yeah. I was you- just going to say, I mean, we really, honestly, when it came down to it, we just wanted to hang out with them. Right. That, that,
2: hey, man. <laughs> there, there's our there's our New Japan boss. Hey. <laughs>
0: the famous Tiger
2: Hattori. Right? We, uh, we named a finish after his his name. It's called the Tiger Hatori Special. <laughs> <laughs> and he's mimicking the the low blow that we did on the fly at a pay-per-view oh, yeah. cool. two weeks Can I, ago. I tell a quick
0: story? Yes, please. Yeah. So we were in Japan, uh, what was this, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Me, Nick, and Kenny were in a trios match, and we had a spot in the match where we were going to go to cold spray someone, and we were going to accidentally hit Tiger Hatori, who was our ref. And he's going to you know sell the eyes like he couldn't see. And as soon as we... Saw Saw that the ref was taken out of the out of action. We were gonna low blow everybody so we could cheat. <laughs> right. So uh, we go through. Every, we hit Michael Elgin with a low blow. We hit Yoshi Tatsu with a low blow. We hit Tanahashi with a low blow. And finally, on the fly, on pay per view in front of six, seven thousand people in Fukuoka, Japan, Nick and I grab Tiger Uchi who has no idea this is even coming. Pick him up. Kenny. Kenny puts his arm back. We look around. He, it's, it felt like a minute. It was probably more like 10 well, seconds. It was all real. Yeah. And gives Tiger a shoot low blow in the balls. <laughs> and Tiger goes, why, man? Why? Why? And me, Nick, and Kenny are, like, almost in tears. It was good. Yeah, it was Great. very funny. It was Tanahashi's idea. When we were going out in the back, Nick brought it up as an idea. And Tanahashi said, yes, please. But please, <laughs> secrets.
1: <laughs> How much is, like, when you, when you go into spots like that that are, like, I mean, uh, they're not necessarily comedy spots, but uh, they, they're almost yeah. bits, right? Sure. Like, sure. how much of that is on the fly like that?
2: Cause I, I think the best ones are on the fly. Right, when you're just surprising. And, and, guys, and the ones exactly. that you think of ahead of
0: time don't, like, like actually sometimes go out the way you plan. Yeah, they don't register the same way. When you like, oh, well, in the back, it was going to go this yeah. way. Right. So sometimes you just got to, like, ablip it because then you I, get yeah. a na- more natural. I feel, I feel like, cool. like the three of us out there
2: when we don't plan anything is the best because Always. the chemistry that the three of us have uh, f- back from the PWG days just was so good that, like, when we do have a
0: chance to just app-lib, I guess yeah, you could and say. Yeah, it's all about reaction wrestling. It is a performance art, so it's like... What did that guy just say? Let me react to that. And then when you react to that, they feel like they're part of the show. So yeah. then you get a more authentic reaction. So then you have to know really well, like, okay, we want to do this, but we can't do
1: it to that person because that person's not that great at reacting Absolutely. on the fly. Like, we need Absolutely, to know. Yeah.
2: And we knew Tiger Hurt Tory would <laughs> do a great <laughs> job.
3: To low blow on the fly. Plus, you had to actually low blow. So it's like, if you don't want to react to it, it's going to hurt. Yeah. The best, too, is, is even when stuff goes wrong, there's comedy that can happen sometimes. Because yeah. I think of that one time at PWG where it was me... Uh, Kevin Steen and Drake Younger, and in my brain, I thought it'd be really funny to go tease a dive, put a chair down, and sit in it oh, and flick everybody yeah, off. Right. But instead, as I sat in the chair, the chair crumbled and broke, <laughs> yeah. and everyone got up and started laughing. And then Drake Younger came flying with a traffic uh-huh. cone, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was like that, that, was, that was a all great <laughs> yeah, that was like, a
2: you don't remember that? That was a great one. I remember that. <laughs>
3: Do you worry that
1: you guys are gonna like run out of buddies? to bring into the Bullet Club. It seems like, it seems like this is like the, this is the path of the Bullet Club. It's like, hot streak, taken away. Like, okay, Ferg's gone. Okay, well, we got AJ. Okay, well, now we got AJ and Gallows and Anderson.
3: All right, well, we got, I
0: honestly feel like that's part of, like, the process now. Like, you have to go here before you go there, almost. Like, that's fine. Like, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think that, it shows, like, how great of a group Bullet Club mm-hmm. really is. And it's like, it, it almost feels like when you come here, you really develop yourself. Like, yeah. you develop a personality. Not that, like, a guy like Adam doesn't already Adam have doesn't it. But, uh, but most guys come here, like an AJ Styles, and he showed Nick and I a side we'd never seen. We're like, who is this guy? Right. And that feedback sounds great. Right yeah, now? yeah. No, it's part of the ambiance. <laughs> 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 and like, like Matt was saying uh, by the way this the feedback is perfect because now it sounds
2: like
1: the beginning of one of the NWO
0: like ads <laughs> oh, like right. the
2: preceding announcement I was about to say uh, everyone thought the Bullet Club was kind of dying like w- once AJ left Carl left Gallows left and Matt and I took offense to that because we've been here since day one. Right. And we're like, oh, you want to ride off the Bullet Club, huh? Well, we got something crazy in mind. we got something big
0: planned. And that's why we kind of like we're really subtle about Bullet Club. It's more about the elite, the elite, the elite. Yeah. I and mean, we still love the elite. And the elite's our baby with Kenny. It's like one of my favorite things I've done. Yeah. But it's also, hey, but Bullet Club's still here, guys. Right. And we got a big surprise. And when Adam came, it's like it's almost like a reboot. Yeah. It's like here we, here we are again. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it's also like this thing where like the Bullet Club has this kind of takeover vibe, mm-hmm. and now not only are you spoiling like this Ring of Honor show, mm-hmm. but you're potentially spoiling this thing where WWE was like, all right, we have the club, yes. and you're like, you don't have it yet. Because now we're changing what this cool thing is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was WWE coming in today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, With Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have, I mean, so... Do you have a Rolodex in your brain? Like, what What if the unforeseen happens? Like, if Adam mm-hmm. Cole all of a sudden yep. disappears? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, okay, well, our backup I, is there. Our... Mm-hmm. They do.
2: It, no, it's really pretty much on the fly. It uh, is. <laughs> yeah, like, because it's happened so much. Like, for instance, like you were saying earlier, Ferg left. Yeah. We're like, okay, well, what's going to happen? Well, we got AJ. It. Like, it, it just happens organically, I guess right. you could say.
0: And we know that, like, the Superkick Party brand, the Young Bucks brand, we're always going to be fine. Right. Like, Bullet Club kind of just increases our stock. Yeah. We're we're made at this point, I think. Yeah. Like not to put myself over, like, no, like his, but uh, you I, just that's, did. That's <laughs> not
4: that I just didn't. Yeah, that's uh, not the Buck style though to put themselves <laughs> over. Like you don't want to. No, but I was just gonna
3: say the same thing because a big compliment to the Bullet Club, uh, not only staying relevant but getting hotter than ever every time is because of the Young Bucks, and that's just, not just because we're sitting oh. next to each other, and we're right. buddies. What a sweetheart. But uh, <laughs> but it, it's true. You know, like like anything, needing to evolve and change as long. As the right pieces are put into that puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, the fans have totally stayed along for the ride. Like yeah, good I've, point. I've, me joining the Bullet Club—it's been a week, and I have gotten more attention for anything I've ever done. Than, yeah. than, than We're kind of like
2: the, the Tim Duncan, uh, uh, Parker, and Ginobili <laughs> uh, Spurs type of uh, f- to the Bullet Club. Like you put those pieces on that team, and you're always going to win a championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when did oh, you? that bet. was good. <laughs> <laughs> The Spurs, though, it's like the most boring. Yeah, but but they've 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 won five times. Right.
4: Broken hand, too sweet here. Yeah, pull right there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
2: I'm sorry to cut you off with that.
1: When did you guys specifically? Because the the vibe, of, of, maybe it was after TNA. I don't know when it was exactly that you guys decided. Not only are we okay not being on one of the TV brands. Yeah. Or, I mean, Ring of Honor's, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Not only we're we actually going to embrace that, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to do things to like incite them. We're going to poke at them. We're yeah, going right. to we're going to call attention to the fact that we're not on your show, mm-hmm. and we're doing just as well without it, if not better. You know, I think it almost
0: yeah, I'll, took. I'll, I'll yeah, thanks. I think it almost <laughs> took going to TNA and I guess failing. Yeah. I get, that's the best way to say it. I don't. People go, oh, you didn't really fail. Well, yeah, we did. Like we weren't. We didn't make money there. Like in my and like if you're a pro wrestler, the whole point of this is to get over to make money. Mm-hmm. We didn't get over, we didn't make money, so we failed. So I think having to go there and fail and kind of collect ourselves and go, well, what do we got to do now? Like, why do we have to listen to to, the things that they like and the things that they want? Let's do the things we like. Let's be ourselves. And it it took having to, like, almost hit that wrestling rock bottom to finally go, screw this. Let's just have fun and be ourselves. And then once we started doing that, we started started hearing certain reactions. We go, wait a minute. They like that. Let's do more of that, the thing that they like. Right. And we kept doing it, and we kept doing it, we kept doing it, and then we, we realized we're, we were growing a fan base out of nowhere, like almost a cult following. Right. And because I think it was, it almost became a movement. Like yeah, but,
2: but like we grew that following by failing and failing and failing because we, a, we a failed fan at fan. TNA, Ring of Honor fired us. Yes. Uh, nothing. WWE didn't want us because that whole thing we had with Booker T. So like we started getting because they because he
1: got upset that he didn't shake. Yeah, hands. And yeah. so they
0: were like, "Well, that they're not good for us." Well, though. I don't know if it necessarily like that isn't a proven thing. That was, that was the reason why we never got hired there. But I definitely think it, it didn't help it. us, right? You know what I'm saying. But right. it took all of that to finally get to where we are. Yes, it, it took failing, yeah. and and finally, I think. Going to New Japan and being in the bullet club. Yeah. Like we, we were talking about this earlier, like we found ourselves. We found our personality. Mm-hmm. We were around guys like Carl Anderson that I've known for we've known for ten years. Mm-hmm. Got friends. So like we're traveling with these guys, we're hanging out with these guys on the bus. We're going to these parties with these guys. So yeah. it's like now we're bringing – it's almost overflowing into the ring. Yeah. And we started saying, Man, this is fun. Let's have fun out here. These guys are bringing out the fun side. Of
3: us. Just going off exactly what you're saying, there's something to be said about being in like a high-pressure situation like New Japan or Ring of Honor and being surrounded by your buddies... So you're less afraid to sure. try new things you're right. uh, yeah. because you're so comfortable and you're around the people that you trust. Yes. And if, if it fails, you fail together. But if it succeeds, you celebrate together. Right. I, I think that helps yeah, a ton. It's, it's, yeah. it's
0: strength in numbers. Yep. And you have your buddies there and you're, and you're kind of like, hey, let's up each other on this. I'm going to do a funny thing out there and then you're going to try to do something even funnier or, or something cool, something cooler. You know, like we, all, we all, like you said, we all celebrate together when, when it goes right.
1: So. And I, I guess if there's a group of you guys, like there's three here, you all respect each other. Like, yeah. well, he's cool, and he's cool. So if if he yes. likes it, yeah. then that probably means it, more than like it. a bunch of people saying, well, you know, they're making a mockery of wrestling. Yeah. Or something. Well, no, because if I'm getting pops out of them and pops out of them then it's exactly. probably okay
2: and we like to bounce ideas off of each other right. and we don't say no that sucks no that sucks we we uh fill it and like uh it's good to do that when you have friends because you can just bounce off anything and not be negative about it
0: and i think that's the difference everyone likes to say oh the bullet club's kind of like the nwo and, and like in ways of course we are we, we throw up the two suite really like But that's kind of it like you always knew... Spray paint. Spray paint was spray one thing paint. that was my idea, so I'll take credit <laughs> for that. Uh, like, in the NWO, it was always, oh, Hollywood Hogan is the leader, right? Right. In Bullet Club, like... Who, who really is the leader, leader yeah. Right? We're, all, we're all in this together, and we all want to be yeah. awesome together. Like, even AJ Styles, he'd get pissed when people were like, yeah. hey, you're the leader of Bullet Club. he go, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, we're right. all the leader. Yeah. Like, I don't call the shots here. Like, one day Matt might have an idea, or yeah. maybe Nick might have an idea, or
2: Gallows, but, or anybody. It was know? just a a goal. Like, right. a, we when we first got together we said hey let's take over wrestling we didn't know what that meant but we said hey let's make this as big as possible we don't know how long it's going to last but let's try to make wrestling different and fun and better and and
1: and yeah because i feel like the vibe is it's a very i maybe it's what the nwo would be if the nwo is around now because it's not like you guys are sitting there going like we're not going to call it ring of honor we're going to call it the bullet club like you're not trying to do nwo nitro but you are Mm -hmm. trying to be like eh, Throughout the wrestling industry, yes. yeah, exactly. we're the ones you're talking about. Yes. Yep. And, you know, it's interesting you said that about uh, the Booker T thing and how that was kind of a pretty important part yeah. of the story of you guys because it seems like after that and when you got your confidence back and when you embraced what you were doing, you said, okay, well, if we're going to be the kids that have this attitude and don't respect the veterans, like, wait till you see what we do in front of a crowd. Like, we're yeah. going to take that, that thing that you have, the reason you don't like us. Right.
0: And play it to a hundred. I think it all clicked for me, like the day Booker's like it all started. Like buried us on Twitter. I'd never had so much talk about us ever in our careers. It, w- everyone was talking about yeah, it. it was, was and one. I realized, wait a minute, more people are like saying our names than ever because of this. Right. And I told Nick, I'm like, we got to like cash in on this. Yeah. How could we not? Right. And like the first sign of us turning this new. Over this new leaf and like kind of having this attitude was like we came to a show and everyone started chanting Booker T at us. So naturally, Nick did a spin in the middle of the <laughs> ring, and it got which
1: again is that thing that you don't plan out before. because right. I tell you it was times. on yeah. the
0: fly, <laughs> and, it ha- and it takes having it happen in a place like New York City because that's yeah. where it was. I think it was at the Hammerstein, uh-huh. and and it got the the reaction that we wanted, and we that was I think when it clicked. We we're yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. You okay. were
2: in that match actually. Yeah. Is that three way yeah. tag yeah. match? Yep, yep,
3: yep, I remember it. And, and even more so, kind of going off what Matt uh, started talking about with the Booker T thing. Then, I mean, it, that's when your guys' Twitter changed and right. Everything, yeah, everything, right? That's when the yeah. whole social media presence changed. Personality changed, yep. And all these people uh, start following the Young Bucks because uh, they want to see what they're going to say next. <laughs> right. so it, it gave
0: us an identity, a gimmick. You know? yeah. right. we, before that, we were two fringe-wearing tag team wrestling brothers. Yeah. And then that happened, and we found ourselves because of it. So I actually I, I owe it to Booker T. And you know? t-
2: to this day, I swear to God, I get it at least twice a day. On Twitter's, oh, those guys that they, they disrespect the veterans. But they don't <laughs> shake hands. It's, it's unbelievable.
0: And now we've kind of become the veterans. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and we're now
2: we're cool with Booker T. So it's like, right. come on, the story's right. over yeah, with. Exactly. It's old.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Are cool. yeah. Well, Why do you think its Like, it's it's been weird to me that now, especially since your buddies are going over there, mm. and like every other tweet that Ferg puts out is a Young Bucks tweet. It seems like, like. The, the, the sort of vibe of a potential young buck showing up at an NXT show is just kind of always there, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. Like, why do you think that well, they're not just
0: biting the bullet? I don't know, man. No like, pun intended. Well, for one thing, we haven't really exactly been available, especially because we're under a guaranteed contract yeah. with, with uh, Ring of Honor right now. And, you know, we're with New oh, Japan, wow. too. So, like, right now we're unavailable. Yeah. Uh, right. But I understand, like, yeah, there's, there's always been that talk, like, well, why don't you, they just make them an offer and to tell you the truth we've never actually had a real offer on the table so yeah, there was no never money yeah. on on the table like where we right. could say
2: okay we'll be making this so I
0: can't answer that question because I don't know what? I haven't <laughs> I don't know and we
2: were available what seven months ago yeah. and yeah, but just no offer was made no no money offer there
0: was there was, there, there was, talk there was and shatter, but no, still, never a real offer yeah, right yeah, right but I mean uh, I mean anything could change man right now in, in wrestling this is the most unpredictable time I ever Mindful like and I or... By far, in our careers, so I would never sit here and say we'll never be there. I, I'd be lying. I can't say that. I don't right. know what's going to happen. Right. right. But
2: right now, we're having the most fun we've ever had definitely. in our careers. Exactly. What, with right. what we're doing right now. So it's like it's hard to say.
0: And it's
1: almost like, are you? Do you? Would you want to not? Because you probably wouldn't be having that much fun, realistically. You know, mm-hmm. you'd be sure. accomplishing this goal and wrestling in front of more people and on uh, TV. But but you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. For yeah, you. maybe sure. not. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Now. Adam, when did you know you were going to do what you did to the pay-per-view, join the Bullet Club?
3: Uh, I mean, everything really came together uh, probably maybe a month yeah. before before everything happened.
1: So when you see... Styles and Gallows and Anderson are on TV and they're literally called The Club on Raw and you know what it's a reference to, are you going like, oh no, they're going to take this? Or are you going like, yes, I'm, this is going to be even bigger? Exactly,
3: <laughs> yeah. definitely the second. I was yeah. like, this is going to be huge. The The fact that they're acknowledging the Bullet Club's mm-hmm. presence, which just again confirms... How much of a huge impact exactly. the entire group has made. Like, I don't
2: think this has ever happened outside of a WCW or ECW angle with so WWE bringing something outside of the company or yeah. those companies in modern time. and yeah. bringing yeah. that storyline to the forefront of their, their Monday Night Raw show. Like, it's crazy. And on
3: yeah. top of that, the coolest thing talking about the unpredictability, like, um, me being away from Ring of Honor for a little while and just randomly tweeting pictures with no caption of of uh, Ferg and then of AJ Styles and then of me and the Bucks and Kevin Owens. Uh, really, I was all tweeting just Bullet Club members. <laughs> right. <but people> immediately <laughs> no one knew thought, that. <laughs> Nolan, you know, he's leaving. So it, it Kevin just Owens trained. might as well be a Bullet Club exactly. member. I was <laughs> just going to say, <laughs> I had to include he, him. Uh,
2: he definitely would have been a member if, of he, of didn't course, if he
3: didn't
0: yeah. go. Yeah, if he didn't sign, he would have definitely been yeah. And I had
3: him. to because I was I was going to say that, yeah, you know, come on, guys. I was, I was just tweeting all pictures of Bullet Club uh, members, and Kevin's just my buddy. so, <laughs> yeah. so <that> was, <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's just funny
1: the way social media works because literally I had a conversation with somebody who worked. Works there uh-huh. that I'm like I don't know I think I think I could see Adam Cole joining the Bullet Club and they're like yeah but I think he's coming over I think he's right. I think he's oh, gonna be yeah. at NXT because That's of the crazy. social media the unpredictability yeah. of pro wrestling right now
3: no people think they know but they mm-hmm. don't really know and I think more people are checking stuff online mm-hmm. more than ever because mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. so many of their favorites who uh, being honest 15 years ago probably would have never been there right but now the entire mm-hmm. landscape of pro wrestling has changed, yeah. and it's awesome yeah. every <laughs> company is just. It's
1: Especially because guys are coming over now and they're keeping their names yeah. and yeah. they're on yeah. these, like, weird oh, deals. Yeah. That was unheard not, of, man. Yeah.
2: Like, two yeah. years ago, that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's also, I feel like, like, this thing that you guys are doing is, is funny because the, the freedom that it allows to, like, you guys yeah. with Kenny Omega mm-hmm. can, like, Start a Twitter war with the New Day and make yeah. New Day t shirts and like start this feud that really mm-hmm. the New Day can kind of answer, yeah, they can right, kind yeah. of like do stuff on That's them. what's
2: cool though about <laughs> yeah. it. It's like fantasy booking, you know, like yeah. the fans, man, we get that comment a lot, right? Yeah. Where they, when is the match gonna happen? <laughs> when is it gonna happen? It's kind of fantasy booking, but you know what's funny is both parties wanna do
0: it. Yes. Right. And we're actually trying to make it happen. Right. And when you're and pushing, the chances it. might be absolutely zero, mm-hmm. but we all, all of us are on board. But, and when the guys themselves are
1: the ones yes. pushing it out on their social yes. media, it becomes this thing where the people organizing it yeah. almost have no choice.
0: Yeah. That's that's what we're hoping. It gets to the point <laughs> where they're just like, eh, just let them do a freaking
1: match. <laughs> Imagine
2: that. Like, wh- why can't we do that one match at NXT and then do it over here at ROH? Right. Yeah, oh. I think... It would be yeah, amazing. Yeah, it would be cool for both companies. Well, why can't we all work together? If yeah, ever, if
0: ever it would happen, it would be like a time like now, though. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Let's
2: yeah. all work together, guys. It, it makes pro wrestling funner.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the message from yeah. the bikes. Everybody needs to work. Or is it together more more fun? Or is it funner? Or is
2: it more fun, probably. More
1: fun, 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 or, fun or it could fun. be funner, but it can't be more funner. <laughs> more funner. <laughs> <Yeah>. More funner. <laughs> it's it's way more funner, funner that way. Yeah. do you ever worry about like? how stuff is going to be perceived later. Like, you guys have done a lot of intergender stuff oh, in yeah. PWG. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Right. And so when there's when there's a video of, like, a, like a thumbtack I super know. kick <laughs> to a woman's face, Flip. it's like, as a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. I know who Candice I'm like, this is awesome. This yeah. is perfect and, right. like – What's this. our daughter's
2: gonna think in 18 years <laughs> right. is the exact thing I told Matt before really? we did it. Uh huh. I said let's not do it because I don't want my daughter youtubing our names and seeing a bloody face on the first like link right. and she's clicking it and saying, "Daddy, why the heck and did it's you just, do like, that?" Blonde girl next door. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I told Matt I said that that but, conversation's but definitely then, gonna happen.
0: But then I go and say, "Well, well, we have reached the level of I don't know like notoriety, fame, or whatever you want to call it. If we didn't do things like that, it's like." People expect us to do that, right? Almost like if anybody's gonna do, it, it's gonna be us. And like it's like a taboo thing. Like you don't hit girls, let alone you don't hit a girl with with a loaded <laughs> wrestling boot that has tax super glued on the bottom of yeah. it. And and honestly, <laughs> you probably shouldn't hit anybody with it. You probably shouldn't hit anybody, tax tax let alone some little hundred hundred pound blonde right. <laughs> right. blonde girl. <laughs> but can't but
2: you know what? I'll yeah. say this: it launched her career. It yeah. uh-huh. that's probably the number one match that yeah. people talk and about, and,
0: and ours Jerry too, writes. though. Yeah, it put us okay, it, it, it put us on the map almost again. Yeah. It was like this is the new thing that the Bucks just did. This is awesome. It was the most talked about thing for us for a year maybe. Right. It's like, but it's things like that. It's like kicking the super kicking the kid. Right, we, it's stuff like which, that. Which I was
1: going to ask you: How do you teach? Because uh, he was what seven? He
0: was like eight. At yeah. How do you
1: teach an eight-year-old how to properly we, sell a superkick?
2: We didn't really teach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did go over it beforehand, but that kid uh, would practice with all the wrestlers because uh, well, he was the announcer's dad yeah. or the announcer's the dad, kid. the announcer's kid, and. Yeah. He would get in the ring beforehand and wrestle oh, around pretty much. And Matt noticed that. And of course, <laughs> Matt's like, "Hey, we could take advantage of this." And I, again, I was the one saying, "No, we can't do that. That's that's child abuse." <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> and, and Matt goes, "That's why it's great." <laughs> I mean? yeah, which
1: which yeah, I think, exactly yeah. I've like argued that, but yeah. that the, that's a thing that's like I feel like lost in wrestling that the bad guys and technically yeah. young bucks are supposed to be. I guys, think we were baby right? faces that night. <laughs> 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 but you're, uh, wrestling is you're supposed to be doing stuff yeah. that is
0: totally wrong. Like, right. no, you yeah. can't right. do that. And that's
2: why he loves doing that type of stuff. And I'm still on the fence, I guess, because I don't know. Maybe I'm just too nice.
0: Anything that's going to get the people to talk, I don't care if they're burying me. If they're talking <laughs> yeah. about me, great. He goes,
2: right. he goes. Do you want a, a clip that'll go viral today? And I said, I guess. He's all, well, we got to super kick the kid then. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I said, we have no choice, we got to kick the kid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you want to do. You want to reach out to the masses. Like
0: coronet gets pissed because we're exposing the business. But it's actually, the guy who has a podcast that talks about all of the insights and outsiders. But program. the thing is, no, we're
2: not. We're putting more eyeballs on the business because we're doing things like that while you're sitting on your stupid podcast that no one listens to. I didn't know it was gonna uh, turn into this. But it's true. <laughs> I love it's it. true. It's true. <laughs> Am I right, Adam? Because Adam knows it. He's like, the, the, let me, uh, the whole man. the whole internet knows it. It's okay.
3: it's just true. Like come well, on. Fun. I would Touching base though on what the Bucks were talking about <laughs> with uh, moving away from deflecting Jim Cornette talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, about I was that. gonna no no it's okay. I was gonna um, comment more on on what the Bucks were talking about with super kicking the kid and super kicking uh, girls and stuff. Uh, the <laughs> Something thing, that's a little more safe
1: territory <laughs> than Jim Cornette. Yeah. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is though,
3: I, I understand society's perception of it being a sensitive topic. Oh I, for I sure. Do. Yeah. I agree. And even me, like I mean the Bucks know this. I'm very, I, I try to be aware of doing things that could be perceived uh, like as a major negative. Yeah, sure. However, in a perfect world, the greatest thing I love about pro wrestling is that really you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like right. I love that you can tell any yeah. story you want, do so many different things to get heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and exactly what they said, so many clips that like, people would watch that. And there's no sport or form of entertainment mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, that can do something like that other right. than pro wrestling, and right. I I love that. Like Good I'm point. All, there's nothing like that someone could say or or do to me that I would say, oh, that's crossed the line. I understand where right. other people are coming from, but I love when the line is crossed. Yeah. Right. That's some of my favorite moments when I was a kid. Yeah.
2: yeah, and at the end of the day, it's pretty much we're playing a character. We're we're actors yeah. essentially. Yeah. Like like we say this all the time. Like that oh man I'm not going to see that movie because that guy uh, did something stupid in the movie that's controversial why? it's no, it's, it's a bad guy he's trying to get heat <laughs> right.
0: what are you talking about? Right. we doing yeah. the same thing it's just we're a live action yeah. film yeah. that only gets yeah. one shot and sometimes right. people d- they're, it's almost like they, they fall into this, this world where like they think it's real that's what it is because I think they, they like, want to feel that as real you don't see people going to see like Bruce Willis
1: movies and being like great documentary I just <laughs> right. can't believe that he did that <laughs> right. Like, like, right people don't that's the that
4: and, and
0: we blew the lines though because we are characters and we if anybody blurs the lines, it's us, because like we mentioned on Twitter, we're saying these things, and sometimes I'm like, wait, who said that? Was that real me, or was that Matt Jackson character guy? Right. I don't know, and sometimes I'm even doing these interviews, and I'm going... Am I in character a little bit right now? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, that, like the characters have the same names too. Yes. It's like you. So like it blurs the lines. So, so like uh, we're blurring the line, and we're, like we're not really doing ourselves any favors because we're going, no, no, that part of it was fake, but this part's real. Like yeah. so then it like it's, it's us times ten.
3: Right. But yes. but that's cool though. Yeah. Like, is cool. I, I, I like that yeah. But I like we, when the lines But
0: are in real life though, we
2: would never super kick a kid. You wouldn't. That's not, on the record. Never. <laughs> never. Well,
3: <laughs> this guy,
4: you
2: know. There he is in character again. We.
1: We've. Ta- I talked to you. I think the last time we spoke about like trying to be a bad guy and how
3: difficult it is for someone like you to get booze when you want them. And these guys just made it ten times harder for me. That's now. what I was gonna say. That like, oh, like. That's
2: true. I'm sorry like, again. That. Because
1: you spoiling like Cole Cabana's big return and world title match and blah, blah blah is supposed to be the most evil thing and treacherous thing you could do in Ring of Honor. But now, I feel like you know, Adam Cole being associated with the Bucks, now officially in Bullet Club, and this thing that was cool before has now come to Ring of Honor, and it's cool. Are you thinking of things that you can now do to still be hated? Or
3: Well, I think the cool thing about wrestling in general right now, and you can even see this at the top with WWE and Roman and AJ. Yeah. Uh, even though, I mean, AJ is like a, like a bad guy now, right? He's supposed to be. I guess. But, but you, no one's really sure. There's right. like this blurred line. And I think uh, Shades of Grey is kind of where pro wrestling is headed, and I think that's a positive. I think it's cool that uh, two guys can come out, like uh, the Bullet Club and and Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong or the New Japan guys, and people go, uh, man, I love all these guys, I'm just gonna go crazy. Because in turn, I think that creates like an awesome environment. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so obviously what we do, it, like the other guys too, we're doing things to try to get attention, uh, to garner interest in not only ourselves, but Ring of Honor. And if if the main event guys come out and everyone's going wild, uh, it's a lot better than everyone's sitting on their hands. You know? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
0: Do you think
1: Jim Cordette is just saying some of this stuff? The same reason why you guys like say things, just yeah. to stir
0: some shit up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's just trying to get a rise out of you. Yeah, yeah and he, I think he knows when he mentions us, like his Twitter – Probably blows up. Right. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, this is cool. You know, like, and he, I think he believes what he believes, and I, th- I think he doesn't like us, but I think the way he comes across on his podcast and the way he, he tweets and stuff, he knows he's doing it with a purpose. Like, he's in character. He's yeah. trying to get a reaction out of people, and yeah. I get it. I totally get it. It's like you said, it's just like how we act. Right. Um, some of the stuff he, I think he does cross the line like yeah. when he's like I don't like whenever he involves things like I, I think we did a spot one time and he said that we should be hung in Times Square yeah. or he said Kenny Omega should like someone he should cut his throat or someone should slit his throat or something it's like okay dude come on like, relax like even like yeah. relax man like you're yeah. on a podcast right now it's one thing to say in the ring during a promo trying to get heat from an audience but people are going to take it the wrong way when you're talking about you know, people getting killed yeah. <laughs> on your podcast. <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> and he gets a reaction out of us, so what he's doing is working. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah, we'll because, now, it. look, at, we're talking about him right now. But well, it
0: also
1: works for you because then people like that you're yeah. stirring it up. So it's yeah. like, but it,
0: And it creates a, conver- a, a, a conversation. It's like, yeah. here's a Young Buck supporter, here's a Jim Cornette supporter, and they the two talk. Yeah. And like I said, as long as people are talking, then you're fine. You know what I mean? Right. It creates a... a, a I think we have so many defenders and so many fans now that that love us and say we're the best, but there's so many people that hate us and can't stand us. Yeah. I think it's great to have that. I think it's it, – you have to have, like, an alienated crowd. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great to be polarizing because it creates yeah. conversation.
3: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, just exactly. And that's even going back on the whole um, good guy, bad guy thing. Totally. Just uh, the, the more polarizing uh, characters that yeah. we can create here, I think the better. Yeah. If yeah. everyone wants to buy Jay Lethal t shirts and, mm-hmm. and Bullet Club t shirts and, and people just adore everybody, right. that's just. I think it's an awesome. Like my favorite matches as a kid, like The Rock and Stone Cold. They everyone loved yeah, both Rock point. and Austin. Right. You know, so if people love Bullet Club and the you know Team ROH guys. I think it's cool and it's different. It's, yeah. it's something different for the company. And when it, like
1: people did love Rock and Austin, but you still were able to pick sides, right? Like exactly. like there was it wasn't just
0: like we're just cheering because it's a match. Yeah. Like it still meant something. Every character is more interesting. Because none of us in real life, none of us is like the good guy. I wear white. I wear the white hat. I'm the good guy. That's the bad guy with the black hat. Like, good people make bad decisions and and believe things that are truly good, but they're actually bad. And the opposite. You know, like, it's just the way we are as human beings. Nobody's good. Nobody's
3: bad. Just cut down the middle. You know what I mean? Totally agree with you. Because as far as the realism now in 2016, like, I I hate this. If, say, say, um, a bad guy in wrestling uh, tweets a picture of how much he loves his family. And then people respond with, what? I thought you were supposed to be a bad guy. Mm. If you're a bad guy, that doesn't mean that you hate <laughs> yeah, everybody. Right. You yeah. still have a dog at yeah. home that
0: you love and you
3: pet.
4: I bet you Kevin gets that a lot. Yeah, I he's bet. actually
3: who I was talking about. Yeah. So, like, it's, But it's
1: interesting, though, because I feel like Kevin is the one guy, and this is how I've like described his character to people. He was actually able to figure out a way to yeah. translate I love my family and it makes yeah. me a bad guy, Yeah, you know, which yeah. is really which is amazing. And it's like, oh, there are new stories to tell in yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> so,
0: m- Matt, is your hand broken? Uh, un- It's officially undiagnosed. <laughs> <but> I, I'm <laughs> going to the doctors <laughs> tomorrow. Broken. It is broken. <laughs> We're pretty I, tough. And, and you're, I, you're, My you're, ribs are broken. Your ribs yeah. are broken. I, you're, you'll probably
2: see me favoring it. All interview, but yeah. they're definitely broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Torres back for more. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Podcast, man, no problem. Hey, man, yeah. very famous. <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man. He's impressed. Come
2: on, man. We all start talking like Tiger Tori as soon as he comes around.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It might be broken. Uh, Mine's for sure broken. It is. I'm going to Dr. tomorrow for an x-ray. I had Michael Elgin land on it. Literally, the story is it was in Toronto. Uh It's pretty funny, actually. We're wrestling Michael Michael (laughs) Elgin. Now looking back. It's it's me, Nick, and Kenny, the Elite, versus uh, Yoshitatsu, Michael Elgin, and uh, Tanahashi. And uh, I do a spot where I get superplexed. from the outside of the apron into the ring, like into a falcon arrow, and my hand landed sideways on the mat, and Mike came down right on my hand and just crushed my hand. It was just a freak thing, right?
2: 30 seconds later, I get powerbombed to the floor, and uh, Kenny catches me, and he's so strong that I landed right on his shoulder, my rib
0: cage area. As soon as I landed, I His shoulder
1: broke your rib? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so we always take inventory of our our bodies and injuries or whatever after the match, post-match, whenever the match is over, we're talking to each other in the ring. Yeah. I So we go over, Kenny, Kenny gets to the pen, Nick and I slide into the ring, kind of selling our injuries, and uh, Nick goes, Matt, are you all right? I go, no, I think I broke my hand. I go, are you all right? He goes, no, I think I broke my rib. <laughs> We're like, what? Right. It was literally it, like 30 seconds. It hurts
2: to laugh, but it, it's so true.
0: <laughs> and I had to go wrestle again later on that night. I just taped it heavily. I didn't know I really broke it. Right. I just taped it pretty good, and then he had to. Totally sit the match And I what
2: mean. sucks is it's the same hand he broke about two years ago, Seriously. too.
3: Oh.
0: So i got to get an X-ray tomorrow. I'm, I'm almost positive you're going to be seeing me, seeing me post Twitter pictures of me in a cast in a few days. Uh-huh. Hopefully not, but we'll see.
3: Yeah, hopefully
0: not. Yeah.
1: yeah, like so how much TV is in the can for Ring of Honor? The next month, so it's okay. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll be back <laughs> in four to six <laughs> weeks, brother. Because <laughs> I'll
2: be laying down the next four weeks at least.
0: And then what's, well, what's the new Japan schedule? Like? Well, this you is what's crazy.
2: Skip. We were supposed to be leaving in three days for a three-week tour. And, that's
0: the Super Juniors tournament. So yeah, right. that is maybe it not doesn't not not look like Because
2: I literally can't do okay. anything. Like, I'm having trouble going upstairs, so it's oh. like, there's no way I could wrestle. And don't you just
1: have to sit on a bro? like, I don't mean literally, but don't you just have to wait for a broken, pretty much, yeah, deal? pretty much, that's it, uh-huh. so, I just but
2: ice it like crazy, and that's it.
1: It's so. funny, listening to you guys, and you just got it over an injury, we were talking about it six months ago, Yeah, the yeah, injury it, that you got and,
3: over. And knock on wood, yeah. uh, I feel great, so, <laughs> <laughs> he's the one not right <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah.
1: interesting that you guys are like, broken rib, broken hand, and there's no sort of, like, that thing where... Uh, I don't know if I want to get back in the ring because I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna break my hand again. I'm like oh, you no. literally just broke your hand. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait
0: to get back in the ring <laughs> while he's wrestling tonight. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna tape it up. It's one of those things. Like, if I was in a cast, I think I could even work with the cast. I did it last time and I was okay. <laughs> but it's one thing to do singles matches yeah. and it's one thing to be in like a multi-man, eight-man, yeah. six-man. Right. I can get away with it. Singles matches on on a tournament, like a best super junior. I want to go out there and give it my all and have the best matches of the night every night. And if I've got one hand where it only exposes
3: my thumb possibly, maybe these two fingers, I don't know if I can do it. So that's
0: something that we have to talk about. Yeah,
3: and also, too, which a lot of people don't talk about is, and I know you guys can relate to this, but when you get hurt and then decide I'm going to keep fighting through it, that's when really bad stuff Mm -hmm. starts to happen. Because I had, I think I had told you when I got in the surgery, I had a fracture in my elbow and a tear in my tricep for like a year before Mm. my shoulder went. And it's just definitely because I was favoring this arm, thinking, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And then my whole arm started to go. So when I was out for four months, I got three surgeries done. Yeah, Uh, adds up. It's so – I'm happy for them that they're they're resting up, and they have to. They have to. But
1: there's nothing in you, Nick, that goes like – like, I know exactly what the moment was that did this. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not going to yep. sit there and be like, I'm not taking that powerbomb over the top rope again? Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm nuts. I might take it Last again. <laughs> time I broke my
0: hand, I broke it two places, and it was on a back handspring. Yeah. And I was really weird about back handsprings for, like, a year. Yeah, but, but, like
2: but now you do it all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's. I think my case was just a freak accident. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it happened. I think I might have turned into it or something,
0: but it's, my case is definitely a freak yeah, accident. Dude, injuries is just part of the yeah. whole pro wrestling thing now. And yeah. it's like—and honestly, it's like the only time we get a break. And we've, I, we've been I, I have, for, and
2: for the 13 years that I've actively been wrestling, I've never missed a show because of an injury. Yeah. So wow, it, it wow. took some time. So, wow. Yeah.
0: And I've only missed a few because I went on tour with a cast when I broke my hand. That's really right. my only major injury. In the, la-
2: the last, would you say, five years, it's been nonstop, yeah. close to WWE-like schedule, so... I think I need a little it, bit of a break. Yeah. Us, us yeah. No, to... no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. for,
0: for us, like we never like he's talking about how we never get hurt. For us to get hurt in the same match it's seconds so apart, crazy, it's it's yeah. crazy. That's like the universe just telling yeah. you, like, just That's, you got your big exactly. moment and you Have to chill for a major break. Because we've been going insane. Yeah. We've had our parents on this entire loop with us, they're like, I don't know how you guys do this, let alone <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> they're <laughs> in the hotel room <laughs> sleeping right now because they're so exhausted. How, <laughs> how happy was your dad, by the way, oh. to be able
1: to take that super. It made his life. I mean, at that point, are you
0: guys doing a show for the audience? For you, just like let's just do it because it's cool. <laughs> like, we're, <both. laughs> we're
4: gonna enjoy this. We
2: told Adam it. Well, this is why we did it. We we uh, bounced the ideas off Adam. We said, hey, we should probably super kick our, uh, our dad. All, oh, <laughs> we should oh, probably you do have this. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do that. That's exactly what I said. My eyes got big and everything. Oh, we have to
3: do.
2: <laughs> so we had to. And you know what? My mom said she said that was the most nervous she's ever seen my dad. And they've been married for close to forty years. <laughs> I
0: wanted to give my mom a Melcher driver on, on Mother's. <laughs> day because it was mother's day that night
2: <laughs> but she's got a bad neck so there's no chance we're yeah, gonna we're risk like, that all right let's relax a little bit how crazy would have that been triple super kick of my dad she comes running out we we pick her up and we melt her
0: driver uh,
1: and by the way that's when you know that everything's changed in wrestling when not only do we see you guys in wwe but they're letting you still call it the meltzer driver <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. that's, that's i a, a stretch we'll, we'll see we'll see did uh, you ever I'm, I'm curious about this with you guys like did you ever go through a period? Because obviously now you created your identity, but in the beginning, it was like uh, sort of yeah, the Rockers, the Hardy Boys—they look like them, um, blonde mm-hmm. but Like the the outfits are yeah. all similar. Like, did you ever maybe after TNA when you were trying to figure it out? Did you ever sit there and be like, we have to change everything? Like we can't, we got to change I, our looks. We
0: got. I don't think so. Just that moment I talked about earlier when we were just like we weren't making any money first of all so we were like right. well maybe we should change something I don't, and i think we went through a period where we maybe changed our look a little bit and it just didn't work like we yeah. had different pants and yeah,
2: stuff yeah and tna are, we first wore like tight
0: jean pants right. and, and oh, right. talking about post tna when we oh, were like we yeah. went to like the bag, oh, baggy yeah, the pants bloody, yeah. and everyone's like where's the freaking fringe and the tassels <laughs> right like, like kind of fit doing? us
2: yeah. yeah i think i think it, it
0: was the personality that changed that in so. the super kick party yeah. Right. cuz yeah. everyone was like don't do super kicks and then one day nick and i were like Oh, we we were told not to do any super kicks tonight. Let's do twenty. Yeah. <laughs> and then we did twenty and the place went nuts. Yeah. And we were like, let's just keep doing that. Yeah. I think people like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then and then we branded it as the super kick party. It's what we tweeted about, so we talked about in promos, like it was just super kick party, super kick party. Right. And the same people who were telling us not to do the super kick were tweeting, the super kick party is coming to our town on this day and we we're right. like, That's when we knew. Oh, we got this thing over. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I felt, I felt like too though, and I, I'm sure you guys can relate to this. In, initially, when um, you know you start off kind of as a good guy, oh. but you're not really sure how to do it. Sure, mm. you just kind of go do your match. I feel like. Um, I learned so much from being a bad guy yeah, that right. now the whole perception of yeah. how to be a good guy uh, is is totally different because I experienced the other end of it. Where you, initially right. you're just going out and doing a match. And yeah, just like you found
2: yourself when you were the PWG champ. 100. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, the Rushmore stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely yeah. working with these guys and then you know working in front of that crowd yeah. and just really like comp- kind of just letting loose, mm-hmm. kind of like these guys did. Yeah. I had no restrictions. Yep. Uh, I got to try anything I wanted. I knew I could try yep. anything I wanted, so and it, and it takes
2: it it, and it takes a promoter sometimes. Yeah. Super Dragon pulled the trigger on you, and it worked. And then Ring of Honor saw it, and they're like, "Hey, let's do the same exact thing." Exactly. And, that, and that's, it gives you
0: the confidence when Dragon's like, "You're the guy now," and you go, "I am the guy now." And that's like, so
3: huge. People yeah. don't, like when you're when you're working underneath until you get that spot, which by the way, you never feel ready for. Mm-hmm. You just get it, yeah. uh, and then you either sink or swim. And then when you do succeed. It's all that confidence in the world to be thrown into a a main event at Ring of Honor or a main event at New Japan and be able to know you can deliver. I think that
1: uh, the Bullet Club—I've always felt like, you know, because there are obviously similarities to NWO, but I've always felt like it was almost in tribute because I feel like all the guys that are of the age that would be in the Bullet Club are my age, and we all grew—it's what we grew up watching. Exactly. And so it's almost like you're paying tribute, and half of it is we're going to be bad guys, but the other half of it is we're going to acknowledge to you that get it that we're wrestling fans getting to play out sure. what we always wanted to do. We're the creative superstars.
0: That, I'm not. I, you're not wrong about in that. In the
1: video game. Right, you're not do wrong you, at all. Do you have to sit there, though, when you're figuring out, like, what's the next move that we're going to do to be like, okay, this is crossing over the line, too. Mm-hmm. We're just... Sure. Copying, sure. Like, I, I, I think we kind of
0: started almost like, oh, these guys are just kind of like a tribute band, and then <laughs> right. we became yeah. our exactly. own entity and our totally. own thing. Yeah. When,
2: when we got all the titles in New Japan and we pretty much ran Japan wrestling, yeah. that's when it felt like, okay, now we could start doing stuff on our own.
0: Right. 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 And a lot of stuff we do, like, like. We feel like every everyone goes. All oh, those guys are unoriginal. What? Because we do this and we do this. Right. Watch the rest of our act. Are you yeah. kidding me? Right. You're not, you're yeah. going to tell me there's not one original thing you see? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't remember
2: Scott Hall and Kevin Nash doing more bang for your buck. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like so silly. Come yeah. on, like don't that. It's so old, but it's true. Like they compare right. it to that.
0: Type like we of stuff. found our ourselves, you know, our yes. own act. Uh, and then, and again, the super kick. The super kick is, is Shawn Michaels' finish. Yeah. We don't work for the WWE. What are you talking? We're not using anybody's finish. It's a super. Right. It's, it's a super kick party. We're gonna right. do, and we're gonna yeah. do it as many times as we want. It's just and a and fun move to do and watch.
2: Exactly. And you know what's cool though is all those guys that uh, the two that I just uh, talked about, Hall and Nash, they approve of it all. They <laughs> right. love it.
0: Right. And, yeah, that's
3: true. I was just gonna say they love it.
2: And they say, hey, thanks for doing it because it keeps our name out there. Right.
3: And they know also that they're taking maybe that, that thing that they did at one point but completely making it their own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yes. Young Bucks act is much different, like like you guys were saying, than right. you know Scott Hall and Kevin Nash's act. Right. Yeah, Which is why it's also great to see
0: like Ferg holding the NXT title
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> next to Triple H 2 so, And yeah. It's, like, it's yeah, great. Yeah. It's That's funny it because is.
0: now the new era of, of fans are so young now that they think – some people think we created the crotch shop. <laughs> right. We created the Too Sweet. Whoa. And that's, that's what makes Whoa. me laugh. Like, <laughs> I, like, no, I, no, no, no. I got to stop you there, okay? I, I, know, <laughs>
2: I know for a fact that, I, what would you say, 75% of the Japanese audience thinks <laughs> oh, yeah. we made up Saki because they call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Saki. We knew it was starting to get over when we start walking the streets and we see kids pointing out and say
0: Saki, <laughs> Saki. And we're like, oh, my goodness, or what are I I we doing? a couple of tweets from young fans, and it's like a picture of Scott Hall doing a Too Sweet. And they'll tag me they'll be like, oh, cool, Scott Hall's doing a Bullet Club tribute thing. <laughs> and I look, and it's like a 12-year-old kid. I'm like, oh, this kid has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So if you, Adam,
1: when are you going to New Japan as a Bullet Club member for the first time?
3: Uh, as of now, it's looking like a late summer projection for me to head over there, So, which I think is even better. Because initially, I know I, I want to get over as soon as possible, but kind of letting... Uh, this Bullet Club change digest here in Ring of Honor before getting to go over for New Japan and really establish it there with the New Japan audience getting to see me as a Bullet Club Mm -hmm. member here in the States. And and for me, more importantly, as a main event act here in the States, I think will help when I do go over uh, in late summer. And what's cool
2: about it is we're going to be on the majority of the Ring of Honor shows in North America anyway. Along with him and along with Adam Page, who just joined us too. Yes. So it's kind of like we got a, an American bullet club and we have a Japanese bullet club, but we'll combine them all every
1: once in a while too. And by the way, like it was probably when did we have Carl Anderson, Jess? Do you remember? Was it a year ago? Is it more? It was like a year and a half ago. Carl Anderson was on the podcast, and I was asking him, like, "Well, will the Bullet Club be able to continue yeah. without Ferg?" And he was like, "Honestly, I don't even think we've started the wow. amount that we yeah. can do." Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> yep. now he's not are. even here that's to see. What, like, that's what's crazy, what's
2: man. Like, we, man, we pretty much lived with him the last two and a half years. Yeah. Would you say? And yeah. and now doing tours over there without him and uh, and yeah. Doc Gallows and AJ, it's so strange.
0: But it's, in the world of professional wrestling, when one guy leaves, two guys leave, one new you yeah. know two other three new guys come yeah. and they yeah. take the spot and it's like bullet clubs almost become larger than yeah. anything it's like it's it's its, its own legacy yeah. now it's, yeah. it's like its own franchise that logo
2: hip hop culture which yeah. is crazy yeah. we uh we've heard that it's the number one selling t-shirt of all time for new japan yeah. wow. which is unbelievable
0: the, uh, the NWO, which is also huge in new japan sure. they had their own kind of extension of, of uh the NWO back in the '90s, maybe right. 2000, whenever it was 2000. I don't so know. That Probably shows 90s, you 90s. it's
2: still selling like crazy. And what we just did on pay per view a couple weeks ago, or not? Man, that feels like a couple weeks uh, ago. That right. was that was five days ago. <laughs> <Four. Yeah, yeah. laughs> we gotta get home.
1: Yeah, I wanted to make my own Bullet Club parody T-shirt, but Sam's Club is uh, taken. Uh, right? I couldn't uh, uh, couldn't yeah, do you'd, it. You'd
2: get sued for that one.
1: Well. Bullet Club, Young Bucks, Adam Cole. Thanks for hanging out, gentlemen. Thank you,
2: man. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Yep. For having yep. Us. Yeah, man. Too
1: sweet, me.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> here is Sam Roberts, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole. I was so happy. You know, we've been trying to get the Young Bucks on the podcast for a while. It's just schedules uh, don't meet up, and but you know they're in Japan, they're over here, they're over there. They're a well-traveled group of uh, of, of pro wrestlers. But to have the Young Bucks on with Adam Cole at this time as the Bullet Club is being reinvented is one of the funnest things I could imagine, uh, especially when it's a guy like Adam Cole who we have a history with. So big, big thanks to them. Of course, that video will go up every Monday. We do a, a wrestling interview upload on the YouTube channel. So within the next couple Mondays, you will see the video of that Bullet Club interview over at YouTube.com slash now. Let's get into it. It's State of Wrestling time. And I want to talk about. I had a lot of observations coming out of Raw, uh, leading to the pay per view, and coming out of this Ring of Honor uh, show. Uh, And I'm pretty much just going to hit them rapid fire. So let's go. It's time for State of Wrestling.
0: It's now time for this week's
1: State of Wrestling. Welcome. It's State of Wrestling time here on the podcast. And boy. Boy, is it going to be a good one. It's it's a, it's a pay-per-view week. It's always nice to do a state of wrestling leading into a pay-per-view week. Uh, actually, there's a lot to get into, and it's not just uh, WWE stuff because I was at the – I don't even know where to begin to tell you the truth. I want to talk about being at the Ring of Honor show over the weekend uh, because I think as long as New Japan is involved uh, – and they obviously are – Ring of Honor is – kind of ready for a resurgence so I want to talk about that but I think extreme rules is probably the thing that's on everybody's mind the most and I have to tell you uh I found this week's episode of raw to be right in line I can't believe that to me the direction that the product has been moving in has remained consistent and really really good since WrestleMania, this is now the second pay per view since WrestleMania, and I really don't think WWE's missed a step. Storytelling is as good as it's been in years. I remember saying months ago that it's a big problem that Monday Night Raw is circulated around one story, and a lot of this was going on specifically in like the uh, the Seth Rollins World Champion era. Um, it would really be a show that was revolving around Seth Rollins, The Authority, and Roman Reigns, or whoever the good guy was. And that would be it. And the rest of it, they, they would get like, you know, seven or eight segments. And the rest of it would be filler. It was like nothing was getting done. And if you're going to have a show that's that long, you can't just harp on one storyline. The reason why the direction that they're going in right now, to me, is so good is because there are so many many different stories being told. Every match at Extreme Rules has a reason for being and got time on the show and they're not all like based around one thing, they're not confusing, it's good. It's good and there's even, you know, there's stories going on involving guys that aren't on the pay-per-view, which should always be happening. I think that 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 when you have a roster that's as deep as WWE's is right now and about to get even deeper when these guys return. It's crucial to me that there be a reason for everybody to be there. It's like any show. It's like like any athletic team. There's a reason for the guys that are on the field to be on the field. They don't just pick a random however many dudes and have them all out there. Everybody's got a position. Everybody's got a reason for being. And top to bottom, every match, including the pre-show match, on this pay-per-view has a reason for being. You've got the Golden Truth storyline, which doesn't have any kind of pay-per-view payoff, but to me has been one of the best written stories—I mean, I don't—has been a really well-written story, and the reason for that is that it's not lost—it's not stopped being interesting to me. Like, it's still entertaining. You know, it's not the most deep thing ever, but number one, it's still entertaining. Number two— You're presenting R-Truth and Goldust, two legends, uh, in a way that's not taking away from anybody. And number three, not only are you not taking away, but now all of a sudden you've actually found a spot for Fandango and Tyler Breeze to get a shot. Tyler Breeze and Fandango are now in this position where Tyler's gotten two wins on Raw now, which was never happening. He wasn't even on the show. Uh, So I, I love, love Watching the fact that there's all these different stories happening. I mean, you have, you have different stories for the first time in a long time. And we've been saying this forever. You've got different stories happening in the women's division, which is like, you know, heaven shining down on us. It's amazing. I'm very disappointed. I heard this week apparently Emma was injured at a house show, which would explain why she wasn't on Raw, but Dana Brooke was. And it's really a shame. Because, number one, Emma is finally getting a shot to be Emma. And really, I think, has been excelling since WrestleMania. But number two, Dana Brooke is an amazing compliment to her character. And she is an amazing compliment to Dana Brooke. And, uh, you know, I don't like – I would much rather see Dana Brooke brought in the way she was brought in last week than this week. Um, you know, we don't have a choice anymore because she was brought in and then Emma got injured. But Dana as like Emma's bad guy lady bodyguard is perfect. It's a perfect spot for Dana to be in. It makes Emma even less likable. Um and 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 it gives you something to watch there. You know, I, I'm I'm interested really in finding out what the plan is with Sasha Banks. I would imagine that the women's match at Extreme Rules will be a blow-off match. I think that I don't see Charlotte and Natty continuing their feud after Extreme Rules. I would imagine that Charlotte will retain. You know, Natty will put on an amazing performance. Uh, Charlotte will retain, and that will be the end of that feud, and we'll find out what's next for Natty. Um, because right now, I, I, is Sasha injured? I don't remember. I I, I I remember reading she was injured, but then reading she wasn't injured, but she just hasn't... She hasn't been doing anything, which is fine, you know, because I don't think that she's being buried or anything like that. I just don't think she's on TV at the moment. I'm just I'm anxious to see her back and wonder what the plan is for her. But uh, I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. That that Charlotte will retain the title. I'm happy to see number one. I'm happy to see this match as a, a biggest a spot as it has on this pay per view because a lot of people don't remember the NXT match between Charlotte and Natty. That was the women's match before Charlotte and Sasha and Sasha and Becky, I mean, Bailey, started having matches. Before those matches started happening, it was Charlotte and Natty, and that was the match that everybody talked about. Uh, If you go back a year or more ago, last year's WrestleMania, you can see the interview that Katie and I did with Charlotte, and that match is brought up as a career-making match, and I feel like it's kind of uh, not thought about all that often anymore, which is interesting. And I'm glad. And, and you remember Natty was on the podcast uh, last summer, right before SummerSlam, and was talking about the fact that she was not part of this Divas revolution that was happening. Now, I think she's better off, you know, being there now, because as we found out, the Divas revolution, when it was introduced, was not happening. It, there was no Divas revolution when it actually was announced as happening. The Divas Revolution came right around WrestleMania time when women started getting a prominent spot on the card. There were multiple matches, multiple storylines, and it became a women's revolution, not a Divas revolution. That, I I think, WrestleMania is the pinnacle moment. That is the transition of, of the way we treated female wrestlers versus the way we are treating female wrestlers. Amazing. Surprising. And amazing to see Charlotte and Natty get that last spot on the show on Raw this week. Uh, Ric Flair, if anybody says, you know, I I talk a lot about the young guys and making the young guys shine and blah, blah, blah. But Ric Flair, I feel like, has endless value as a performer. Watching him slap his shoulders, getting in Shane McMahon's face, doing the put up your dukes. Ric Flair has, uh, has reached this amazing Crazy old man, part of his career, which I can't get enough of. I never want them to take him off TV. I don't want him banned from ringside. I don't want him ba- – I want him with Charlotte forever, because to me, it's the perfect role for him. And for them to acknowledge that he's so over the top with Charlotte, going, "Dad, Dad, it's my moment." Dad! Perfect, perfect to me. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm surprised that that was the last spot on the show on Monday, but, but I think it's cool. And I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that the world title is not being featured in that last spot. Maybe it doesn't need it. And I guess it doesn't, um, because we're excited about the match anyway. The, the angle with AJ on Monday Night Raw was terrific. I know I've been saying a lot of positive, but I like wrestling. The angle with AJ where he slams Roman, and I'll tell you why that angle was so good, and you can't say anything negative about it, is because people booed AJ Styles after it. When AJ Styles gave him the Styles Clash, and by the way, we don't see the Styles Clash very often. The Styles Clash is a move that generally, whenever it's done, gets cheered because we don't get to see it in a WWE ring almost ever. So to watch AJ do the Styles Clash, but the fact that he did it on a steel chair and it was unnecessary roughness, watching AJ Styles uh, perform unnecessary roughness was exactly where I wanted to see AJ's character go um, and uh, and worked like a charm. And based on that, look, I think if you want to ke- uh, <laughs> go the route of cool heels, if you want to go the route of cool heels then I think you have to. The idea of turning Roman Reigns' heel, I guess, I don't think is going to happen. I think you should keep moving with AJ Styles in that direction. Uh, Maybe, eventually, here's what I would do. Here's exactly what I would do. I would keep the title on Roman Reigns. I would keep uh, John Cena away from the world title scene, I think. Or, well, I do, well, hmm. Here's what I do. For now, I would keep John Cena away from the world title. I would have uh, AJ lose again, have Roman retain the title, and have AJ just throw a conniption, right? Just throw a fit. Furious. Furious. Uh, Eventually, not right now, not at this pay-per-view, later on in the summer, I think AJ needs to continue on this heel run. And I think he needs to do it with the club. Uh, I would probably come up with a better name than the club. I talked about that with, with in the interview with uh, with with the actual Bullet Club, and it's like I, I all you're doing is giving credit to the Bullet Club, which still exists and is still super awesome. So I think Finn Balor needs to show up sometime late in the summer. The club is obviously going to be like, oh, one of our guys is here. And that's when Finn Balor aligns himself with Roman Reigns. And Finn Balor is white meat, babyface. That's what I think they need to do with Balor. Give it some time. I don't think it should happen right now. Uh, I don't think it should happen, uh, you know, maybe Money in the Bank is in June. I don't think it needs to happen at Money in the Bank. But maybe have it happen in July and set something up for SummerSlam. Maybe have it set up where it's going to be you know, AJ Styles versus, you know, what you could do. By SummerSlam, Seth Rollins is back. So what you could do is have a SummerSlam where you've got AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Uh, you've got Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. As much as Seth Rollins is going to be a baby face, I, I think at this point they're better off with him being a heel. So do Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. And then uh, John Cena at that point, as I said last week, I feel like needs to bring back the United States Open Cup Wimbledon Memorial Challenge where he's just, you know, giving guys shots because it, gave a, it made a lot of people when he was doing that, you know, a few months back. So I think that's where Cena needs to be. Uh, and then maybe have Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt as well at SummerSlam. Uh, and I think, I think you've got a hell of a card right there. Uh, but that's what I would do. I would have Finn Balor come in and not approve of what's going on with the Bullet Club. Have AJ continue on cuz you know what? As of la- as of as of this week, as of Monday night, AJ Styles can be a heel, for sure, for sure. Uh and and it's going to be one of those things where, you know, heels are going to get cheered. And it is what it is. But if you can have Finn Balor and John Cena vouching for Roman Reigns, then maybe you've got a shot to make Roman Reigns that baby face that you need. And and, and by the way, keep him not smiling. Keep Roman Reigns. I think he's doing just fine where he's at. Mad and hanging out with his family and no one else. I like that. Finn Balor comes in and maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't quite trust Finn Balor. He doesn't really want to. He hangs out with his family and that's who he hangs out with. I don't think Roman Reigns needs to hang out with every good guy. I like the idea of Roman Reigns being separated from Dean Ambrose. I say have Roman just hang out with the Usos. All he trusts is his blood. So he's not really full on good guy. He's more true to himself. That's where you've got something where it's like, okay, I'm starting to get what this story is. I can cheer for Roman Reigns cuz he's not a bad guy, but he's not this guy that just is friends with everybody who's good. He's okay if you boo him or cheer him. AJ Styles on the other hand, he's becoming a bit of a weasel cuz the club is doing a lot of dirty work for him and now it's time, I think, for AJ to embrace the club doing his dirty work. I don't think, you know, you can kind of feel the fact that they named it so hastily and just called it the club, the fact that there's not that much around it. The, it feels like it's a red herring and the club is going to turn on AJ. But I think the only reason for that to happen would to be number 1 move the club over to Roman Reigns, which I'm starting to, you know, not like anymore. And number 2, because I don't, you know, I just don't know if I like Yeah. And number two or number two, I should say, have Finn Balor be their leader instead. And I think Finn Balor ends up being a better good guy than AJ Styles does at the moment. This is all based on this week's Raw. This is all due to the fact that I was so impressed with the boos that AJ was able to get without really doing anything. When he looked at that camera and they wanted to cheer him, but there were a lot of boos in the audience. Uh, I think that was that was very, very telling. And it was very, very important. Uh, so that's going to be a very interesting match and an important match to watch. I think it's going to be a great match. It was a great match last time. Um, but this one's going to be more of a brawl. It's not going to be, I think, uh, the club and the Usos are going to be a lot more involved than they were before. Uh, of course, the New Day segment was great and the time machine was fun. Uh, I love, I, I, it felt like the, and I don't know, maybe it was because of the visual effects on the screen or the noise or whatever, but it felt to me like the crowd was dead when Kofi came out and started doing uh, right by the beach, Kofi Kingston, which I thought was brilliant. I loved, I loved seeing that happen. I thought that was a great addition to the thing. Um, but I'm anxious for the Villains match. Talked about the Charlotte and Natty match. Uh, of course, uh, Kalisto versus Rusev. You know, as much as it feels like a repeat, I feel like put the title on Rusev. It's not doing anything. I think right now, the U.S. title isn't doing anything for Kalisto, and Kalisto's not doing anything for the U.S. title. I would focus on the Lucha Dragons as a tag team. You know, I don't think that the New Day necessarily has to be in the tag team scene. They're kind of—they're a little bigger than that. I think you could do—you could have—well, uh, well, for, of course you could do the Lucha the Lucha Dragons feuding with the, uh, uh, the Puerto Rican—I uh, uh, can't remember the— Star the shining stars. You could do that, which, you know, it remains to be seen where that'll go. I don't know for sure if there's anything <laughs> to that. Yeah, that feels like one of those gimmicks where it's like, well, you guys are from Puerto Rico, and you'll talk about Puerto Rico. You'll say the ring is Puerto Rico. Okay, is there anything else to it? No, we're figuring it out. So I don't I don't know for sure what's going to come of that. Uh, but I think the Lucha Dragons could feud with them. I think maybe if you put the tag titles on the VOD Villains. As a nice bad guy tag team as champions, maybe that's where the Lucha Dragons start looking at. Because you've got, you've got the Dudleys kind of—well, there's a lot of ways you could go. And the tag team scene is deep right now, which is good. Uh, but I think Rusev needs to be the United States champion. Uh, I think John Cena has to take it off of him. I think have John Cena take it off of him uh, at Raw when he comes back. There's no reason to make it a pay-per-view match because it's inevitable. You know, just have him take it off. Rusev find something else for Rusev, and uh, and then have John Cena start the uh, challenge again. Maybe at the at Money in the Bank, you have the Money in the Bank because the last thing you want is John Cena winning the briefcase. So maybe you have the Money in the Briefcase, Money in the Bank match, but then you also have the restart of John Cena vers uh, John Cena's Open Challenge, and then you also do uh, AJ and Roman for a third time. Uh, I mean. I don't even know if we need to talk about this four way for the IC title. That's going to steal the show for sure. Everybody's just you being used so well in it. You know, we're we're stretching out the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn story by putting them in there with more people. Cesaro is getting a great spotlight and the Miz is being used as the perfect perfect heel. You know, I'm 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 just I'm very impressed with what they've been able to do with the Miz. And to watch that's my favorite part, I think about this new era story being told. That they're making time for other people. Like, you know, has uh, has Zack Ryder been used to his utmost potential? No, but they've used him more. They had him in the Battle Royal. He's not on every episode of Raw, but he's on some episodes of Raw, and he's made an impact. They found something to do with Zack Ryder. They found something to do with Fandango. They found something to do with Tyler Breeze. They found something to do with The Miz. Like, all these guys that aren't necessarily part of this new era they're actually in the Cena generation the lost generation if you will Um, they're finding spots for them too which I think is very very valuable Um, I as I said before I really want the Miz to be intercontinental champion as long as possible Uh, I think that going forward you should have Cesaro trying to get the title from the Miz and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can kind of break their feud up and, and break their feud off and start going after each other. The way I would finish it is do something like have, uh, Cesaro, uh, get knocked out by a series of whatever. So there's some seed of doubt, um, have, you know, Sammy Zayn puts on the last move. No, no, no. Yes. Sammy Zayn puts on the last move. Kevin Owens knocks him out. Kevin Owens goes for the cover. Sami Zayn all of a sudden gets up, and just before three, kicks Kevin Owens in the head, gets him off, Cesaro. Kevin Owens is furious with Sami Zayn. They start fighting each other. Cesaro wobbly gets up. All of a sudden, skull-crushing finale. Miz scoops up the victory while Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are too busy with each other. Now, tomorrow night on Raw, you've got Cesaro who's sitting there going, Miz, you beat me, but it wasn't you that beat me. You pinned me, but it wasn't because of you. It was because of the other two guys. Now you've got a reason for Cesaro to get a rematch. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are so furious with each other for them seeing the other one as costing him the title that they start going after each other. You know, as much as they've hinted at Sami Zayn being the Intercontinental Champion, I just wouldn't do it. I just don't think that it adds anything. I think it adds something to The Miz, and The Miz adds something to that, and that's the way we should stay. Um I I think uh, Chris Jericho and Dean Ambrose is going to be a great match. You know, it's kind of the whatever TNA used to do. Didn't they used to do like Chamber of Horrors match or something like that? The Clockwork Orange. Whatever Ravens match was where they did a cage with a whole bunch of weapons hung from it. It feels like the exact same match. Here's the only thing I would have done. And this is me being nitpicky and paying attention to detail maybe a little too much. But if it were me, I would say Dean Ambrose says there's no escape from this cage. OK. Says who? Like, w- what's stopping me? Well, the door is going to stay locked. I would have created a cage with no door. And I know you're saying that that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is a big deal and you can turn it into a big deal. It's one of those little little details that you can turn into a huge deal. Um, you know, you can't escape from the top because there's all these weapons and the opponent, but it's so difficult. But you can go out the door. Well, in this cage, there is no door. And what I would do is I'd have Jericho enter first. He gets in the ring, the cage comes down. Or have Jericho enter first. The cage comes or, or and then have Dean Ambrose announced. Dean Ambrose insists that the cage come down because he wants to climb up the thing. The cage comes down, Dean Ambrose starts climbing up the thing and he grabs a weapon as he's on his way to attack Jericho. Something like that. You know, so so that way you can get around the fact that there's no door, but I think there should be no door on the cage. I think it's it 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 would add an entirely different element to the thing and then the commentators can highlight the fact there is no door on this there is no escape traditionally steel cage matches you can escape through the door there is no door on this thing and it would make it go like okay this is a special this is a different type of cage match you know especially since they just announced that owens i mean that uh, uh, balor and samoa joe are going to be in a cage match and that's going to be a very special match because it's the first i think it's the first cage match in nxt I'm pretty sure it's NXT's first cage match. Uh, And the fact that it's between those two, it's going to make it special. But it's like, okay, so now how do you make it so that that announcement doesn't take away from this cage match? This cage doesn't have a door. Whoa! I think so. It works for me. I was getting excited when I saw it. When I saw him announcing it, I was like, oh, does this cage not have a door? Oh, it does have a door. Um, And then Dolph and Baron in the the pre-show again no disqualification though. I like that and I hope Baron uh kicks the crap out of Dolph. Not because I don't like Dolph, but because I'm I love Baron Corbin as a bad guy. Top to bottom, this pay-per-view looks incredible. Uh, top to bottom, this looks like a very, very good pay-per-view. I'm going to be there. Uh Katie's going to be with me, so uh, we'll have an amazing recap of it next week here on the on the podcast. Uh but I I, I you know I think—I also think Dean Ambrose needs to—the same way um, I said Big Cass needs to come across more like a giant, and by the way, they're using that. I think uh, Dean Ambrose needs to more embrace being this hardcore dude because it seems like they're trying to build him as a guy that likes weapons, but I don't see him using weapons that much. I didn't even see him use weapons that much in the uh, Brock Lesnar match. You know, if they want to build him as this kind of second coming of—he's like an athletic Mick Foley, then they can. But you have to you have to have him really embracing this idea of using those weapons uh furthermore with the with the big cast thing, I think he's right on the right track. I love that they are embracing how tall he is. He seems like he's embracing it more, coming across like a giant, one little thing and this is again, this is nitpicky. this is the same thing as the cage door. If I'm big cast, I'm gonna sell. A lot less. I think Big Cass sells a little too much. Not every hit should be affecting Big Cass. And it should be a little trickier to knock down Big Cass. Devon is a big guy. It should be a little tougher for Devon to knock down Big Cass. Big Cass should not be reacting as much to uh, Devon's punches as he is. I, I, I very much have a dudes with attitude, Shawn Michaels, Diesel vibe from end zone, Big Cass, it's just Diesel was this massive, hulking bodyguard that could not be stopped. He was a truck. That's why they called him Diesel. So I think you can you can have a similar thing with Big Cass. And the one thing I'll say about the Shining Stars making their debut is as much as I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go, I was happy to see local competitors again. Love seeing local competitors. I think they're neat. if you're going to do a three-hour show, let's get some jobbers on the show, you know? Let's get some local competitors on there. I love seeing those guys. That's my favorite part of wrestling as a kid. It used to be the whole show was local competitors. I think it's a good way of getting people over. Especially the way they did for uh the Shining Stars. I think
4: it worked very, very well.
1: All right, let's get to uh Ring of Honor. Now, I also think that there's something interesting, and maybe I'm gonna talk about this in the future, but I think there's something interesting going on with the roster where at some point You know, WWE is bringing in so many established guys right now. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, you know. And so you've got a roster that looks like this. Some of your top guys are established before coming to WWE, the guys I just mentioned. Some of your guys are created within the WWE system. That's your John Cena, your Roman Reigns, your Bray Wyatt, which obviously, you know, Cena and Bray Wyatt will be back soon. Uh, Finn Balor is where you kind of meet in the middle because even though Fergal Devitt had a hell of a career outside of WWE, Finn Balor, as we know him, is a WWE character. So that'll be interesting to see what side he ends up on. But you have a very clear potential to do something where you've got WWE versus the world, you know? You've got WWE versus wrestling. I don't know how you would frame it, um... And maybe that's the direction the club moves in, because right now you've got a microcosm of that with Roman Reigns (coughs) and the Usos versus the club. The club are these guys that are awesome but became awesome somewhere else. The Usos and Roman Reigns are the hometown boys. I think you've got that in a much bigger picture um, with the roster that you have now, and I think it could be very interesting to see them go with that Speaking of roster, I was at uh, Ring of Honor over the weekend, as you know. That's where I was able to sit down with the Bullet Club. Not the club. The Bullet Club, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. And I was sitting there and I was watching. Okay, who is left to cherry pick from Ring of Honor? Because that's what they did. I mean, the generation they have now is pretty much cherry picked from Ring of Honor. Pretty much every guy that you love made a career for himself. Like, I'm watching and they're advertising – Cesaro versus Sami Zayn as the first match on Raw after the opening promo. And I'm going, so Claudio and Generico are now opening Raw. Amazing. I love it. I think it's great, and I love seeing these guys get this opportunity. But everybody is a Ring of Honor guy. So I was looking at Ring of Honor, and I I, I kind of feel like they were on a bit of a— uh, I don't want to say a cold streak because that's a little harsh. But there wasn't—there needed to be more happening. I think their partnership with New Japan— is going to turn out to be very, very strong for them. You know, because I mean, in the beginning of the partnership with New Japan, you've got situations where you've now got, caveat, Kev, you've got footage of Kevin Owens versus Nakamura before NXT, before WWE. And it's like, yeah, that's the vibe that we need. I went to see them at Terminal 5, and it was an amazing show. I thought the Ring of Honor pay-per-view a couple weeks ago, an amazing show. I'm like, yes, this is where we need to be. Now, I'm looking forward to the next pay-per-view, final battle, because it's important to note that this was both those papers, both shows that I mentioned were part of War of the Worlds, meaning New Japan was involved. So where does Ring of Honor fall when it's just Ring of Honor? Uh, I still think they can get by. uh, And I still think they're it's turning into something. But uh, I was watching uh, and and, but New Japan really, really helps. Uh, But the guys that I was watching, it's like I've said from the for uh, two years. You know, you guys can go back to the first time Adam Cole was on the podcast. This was actually his third time, technically. The first time Adam Cole was on the podcast, I said, he's going to be a WWE guy. He has, he's the whole package. Adam Cole, to me, is number one draft pick, 100%. I mean, he's an entertainer, number one draft pick. You know, Young Bucks, it goes without saying, they could do something special in WWE. And I think it'd be great. I, I, I think this concept of WWE versus the world, we are living in a world where we could feasibly see um, the Elite versus the New Day. We could feasibly see the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus the New Day in some kind of special exhibition match. Uh, And for evidence of that, look at the Cruiserweight tournament. You know, I'm looking at a WWE graphic that Drew Gulak is front and center for. And he has not left Evolve. He is not a WWE guy. WWE is doing business differently now. They're doing business the way the world exists now it's smart business um and i think that's why you can't sit there and say that an elite new day match will never happen it could you know whether it's at nxt whether it's at wwe whether it's at new japan i could i could see it happening um one side just has to has to loosen up whatever the other side is mad about but um and i don't really know what the other side is mad about but uh uh i will say that uh um the talent that's in Ring of Honor right now, like, you know, I t Adam Cole and the Bucks, that goes without saying. To me, Bobby Fish needs to be signed by WWE yesterday. You know, I love Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish is another first round draft pick for me. He needs to be signed yesterday. He's not a young guy, you know, so it needs to happen today. But uh I still think that you get a few good years out of him. He's worth it. Bobby Fish first-round draft pick. I think when you're looking at New Japan, uh, a lot of people are looking at, like, Okada. But to me, Naito is the guy. I, and I don't know. I think some people feel the same way I do. But that that level of charisma and showmanship, that's what Nakamura has going for him. That, that certain thing that m- he knows how to make people want to watch him without doing much. And that's what Naito has too. So I think that that he should be being looked at uh, uh, very, very much. And I think like like in terms – there are also there's – a, there's a whole bunch of guys there that in about a year I think will be ready to be at NXT. I think ACH is about a year away, but he is going to be, to me, another first-round draft pick in a year, in a year from now. I, I think – He's going to benefit greatly from being in Ring of Honor, from doing some stuff on the Indies, from gaining some experience. In a year, I think he'll be a, a, a force to be reckoned with in WWE. I think he'll be a, a very, very, very important. Uh, but it's interesting because just because of the way Ring of Honor is set up, um, they have those exclusive contracts, which means that WWE may have to look outward. For ta- oh, and of course, I mean, come on, Dalton Castle—the level of over that Dalton Castle is uh, was incredible. Seeing that live now, I saw Dalton Castle. I think, I think the last live Ring of Honor show I went to was in December. And the difference over the last five months—first of all, the show is much better. They're doing—they—they they, have—they have really figured some stuff out. Um, but seeing how big Dalton Castle's following has gotten, hearing how excited people are to see Dalton Castle is, like, next level. It's mind-blowing. So Dalton Castle is also—you know, can he do the full Dalton Castle character? No. But I think that once once the right person—I don't know if it's William Regal. I don't know if it's Triple H. Somebody has got to see Dalton Castle— do that delayed belly to back suplex on Moose. A guy the size of Moose, Dalton Castle's delayed belly to back suplex is so impressively strong. It's such a good showing of strength. Uh, watching him do it to Moose, who's twice the size of him, was incredible. You know, when you have a character like Dalton Castle, you kind of feel like it's a comedy character and you forget, as he told us, he has an amateur wrestling background, he's incredibly strong. And, you know, he's not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination. So I think Dalton Castle, uh, the fact that he can portray the Dalton Castle character as well as he can do, it might need some fine-tuning for WWE. You know, I don't. I think there are lines that, that you can't flirt with in WWE that you can elsewhere. But I think that he, as a talent, is going to be a huge get for WWE. Uh, which I don't think comes as any surprise to any of you listening out there. Uh, Listen, don't forget to pick up your Not Sam, your Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast t-shirts over at NotSam.com. We are updating the YouTube channel daily. Go to YouTube.com slash Not Sam. The videos also are up at NotSam.com. Every Monday is a wrestling interview on the YouTube channel. And yes, I did video the Bullet Club interview. So that video will be up on the YouTube channel. Uh, the Adam Cole video went up last week. This week, I uploaded a Diamond Dallas Page video. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the reasons why I made the YouTube channel a daily upload channel is because I was falling behind on stuff. So now I'm regimented. I, have, I, I do have a back catalog of wrestling interviews that I have to get up there. There is video of Dalton Castle, of EC3, of MVP, of John Morrison, all that need to go up. And that's notwithstanding the interviews that I have in the can waiting to air on this podcast, one of which I'm very, very excited to share with you. That's it. I mean, I'm I'm excited to share all of them with you, but there's one specifically that I'm super pumped about, and I think you'll uh, you'll be pumped about it too. That will come in about uh, two weeks, I think. We will see you in one – well, the one in one week is going to be really good too, I promise. I don't know why I'm hyping up. The podcast two weeks from now I just because I'm just excited about the interview but the podcast next week is going to be great and the podcast this week was great and the podcast the week before was great uh I will see you here next week on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast Thanks thanks for
0: listening follow at not Sam on Twitter
4: Instagram
0: Facebook and YouTube And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts' Wrestling Podcast.
4: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.